Thanks for joining us on the Teachers Changing Teaching Podcast. Today, we talk about the challenges of using Chromebooks in the classroom. Yeah, that's right. Sometimes we like it. Sometimes we really hate it. Here's Dr. Jamie Collins, Natalie Davey, and Rachel Evans. the Teachers Changing Teaching Podcast. I'm Jamie Collins. I'm Rachel Evans. And I'm Natalie Davey. And today we thought we would talk about what we were thinking about. We've been thinking about some stuff. What have we been thinking about? (laughs) (laughs) All sorts of things. So it's mid-spring when we're recording this and anyone who's a teacher knows that (laughs) mid-spring Our brains are what fried. What is it? Beware the Ides of March? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are, we're in that mode where we're trying to hold on to the happy things and the good things, be honest about the hard things, and laugh. Because if we don't laugh, we just might cry. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> cry. Cry. So we were just uh, sitting down to chat and um, we started talking about the things that we've been thinking about. And so we wanted to bring you in on that conversation. And so Rachel and Natalie are each going to finish this phrase. So Rachel, will you start first? I've been thinking about. Okay. I've been thinking about computers. That's what I've been thinking about. I can't wait. This has been several weeks that I have been mulling this over. I've been thinking about the computer itself. (laughs) (laughs) How it's set up. (laughs) Students with computers. Students. The Chromebooks, the, 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 how students interact with computers in the classroom. So it's not their phones. It's specifically Chromebooks. Yeah. I mean like phones, they're annoying, but like, this is the world we live in. That's kind of where I'm at. I try to manage it. That's another thinking about podcasts. That's another thing. That's like, to me, that's like a separate issue. Sure. Sure. But we're talking about Chromebooks. We're talking, yeah, about like Chromebooks or iPads, personal devices that the students have. Okay. So something that I've been thinking about um, are computers and Mm. how students like use and interact with computers in the classroom. Okay. Um, Like personal school issued devices. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And this all started, I started thinking about it. I was talking to a friend who she's back in school right now and she is like in undergraduate classes, but several years older than like other people in those classes. And they have a professor who doesn't allow um, laptops in the classroom. And so all their notes are like handwritten. And she was talking about um, the difference in her experience of like handwriting notes that she's like used to that. Mm versus like these the the other students who are a little bit younger um like don't have experience doing that they don't have experience like handwriting notes during a class period yeah and like keeping up with a lecture during a class period handwriting notes do they do students take notes while they're listening on computers in high school or is just is it is it hand taking notes or is it taking notes you understand what i'm asking so you're saying like if if they're Rachel's like no I don't really either but I'm they, okay, to- so is it the fact that they could take notes if they had a laptop if the professor allowed a laptop they could take notes or is it the fact that they're having to take notes by hand 
it's having to take notes by hand. Yeah. Which isn't really like, so if they had a laptop, they could take notes very easily and they'd be fine with it. Right. Yeah. It's the, with the hand taking notes. Right. Okay. I just wasn't clear on if it was the act of taking notes or, I mean, the process of taking notes or the the act of it. Right. Right. It's not the like, oh, take notes. They're used to taking notes on their Their computer. computer. They're used to typing notes, not handwriting notes. Okay. Right. Thank you. Well, and I'm asking for myself too, because I have a policy around laptops and I'm always trying to. Well, and then that was the other thing that got me thinking about it was visiting your classes. And Mm -hmm. I noticed like there's no laptops. Yeah. Right. Um, and they all have like, all Jamie's students have like paper and like notes and like pencils and like things that aren't computers like out. Right. And I was like, this is really nice. Yeah. Mm. And it's all on purpose. Like this is super pleasant. And then I have noticed in my classroom, like how much the computers drive me crazy. You found your boundary. (laughs) Like, well, and I was talking to a student the other day who was observing a class uh and he was talking about how he watched kids focus. And even if a kid didn't have a Chromebook open, they were looking at whatever Chromebook was Was around them. Close. Yep. It was almost this like uncontrollable eyes going to no matter a how, bright squ- screen. Yeah. The yeah. bright screen, no yeah. matter how interesting what was happening, that bright screen was pulling them. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation mm-hmm. about, about that. Well, just, I've noticed like, and I, I didn't know until like yesterday, I didn't know this drove me crazy, yeah. but students like coming in, opening their Chromebook and like maybe, and they might even be doing like school stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they might be checking a grade or checking their email or yeah. like seeing where they're going for our, like, you know, or flex time where they go around to different teachers. Yeah. Um, so it might be like, it's not like they're just on there playing games. Right. Sometimes they try to do that, but usually that I shut down. I'm like, well, no games. But like, if it's a school thing in before it's, I felt like, okay, it's a school thing. It's a school thing. Yeah. Right. And the only time I'm like, and, but I just like yesterday, I, it was the beginning of class. And I'm like, why does everyone just like come in and open their Chromebooks up? Like right. they just Is there chatter in? at all. Is there talk? Yeah. Do they talk. Okay. It kind of depends on what cl- like the time of day, the classes. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's chatter, but there's some students that just like come in Chromebook and I d- like, I just have never realized like noticed how much it drove me crazy. Right. And yeah. how much it was adding to like, Right. The noise. Yeah. And sure. the clutter of the room. The fu- right. And the fuzz in your head. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like their computers out. Yeah. So I'm trying to decide, like, I haven't done anything about it yet. This is all new. Like, sure. I'm just thinking it's, about I'm it. I'm thinking about it. Right. Um, but I had kind of a, um, a tape moment to today. We're mm-hmm. starting book clubs the week after spring break. And, and if someone hasn't listened to our prior podcast, yeah. a tape moment is a simple solution to something that we have overcomplicated. Yep. Yes. Get in, getting in your own way. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like, I really don't want them to have their computers out right. during book clubs. Like when they're in a small group yeah. of like, they're talking about a book, they're sitting with other people and they're supposed to be discussing. I don't want them to have their Chromebooks out. Right. Sure. And I was like just print out the packet. <laughs> just, just print out the questions for the book club. Sure. That was your tape moment. Yeah. yeah. I'll click print. I'll, I'll click, click print, print and send it to the copy shop. <laughs> Boom. That's oh, it. The That's copy it. shop. I remember yeah, the, copy the copy shop. shop. Sending things on and, the, and them appearing. Sometimes ours were shrink wrapped. Do yours get yes. shrink wrapped? Sometimes 
they're in a box. It's Uh all very exciting. And you feel very professional when that moment happens. Yes. You did a thing, you thought ahead, you clicked on it and it appeared and you pass it out. I always feel that when I send stuff to the coffee shop, it means I'm like in a good, I'm like, I'm in a good I spot. I am thinking ahead. I, I am really doing it, guys. <laughs> I, I own this. I'm not making copies. It's not all online. It's not, I, I'm not thinking about it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you printed. So you printed it and you're going to pass them out? Yeah, totally. I've already printed it. Oh, no. <laughs> so sorry. I mean, you made a plan to print it instead of having on their Chromebooks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's the plan. I love it. And I think I'm going to. I'm trying to decide if this is something I'm going to try to do this year or just like, like start a new policy this year now that I've realized it drives me nuts, but like, or start next year of like, we're not getting Chromebooks out until I say it's time to open the Chromebooks and do an assignment. I was going to say, honestly, this, this is one of the things that I hadn't thought about, but the 10 minutes reading time that I do at the beginning of the class helps with this because I dictate what happens right after that. I either tell them, get out your Chromebooks or yeah. get out a pencil. Do you know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. they don't start with their Chromebooks. See, but like they don't, maybe it's the, I don't know because we don't start. I don't start reading like as we do like some, like we kind of set the day up. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Get, I call it the vision for the day. Oh, I love, love that. Um, and so I give the vision to, of the day first. Yeah. So they don't, maybe, <clears throat> maybe they should get their books out at the beginning before the vision. And then after the vision, they just have their books out and yeah. no Chromebooks. I don't Please, know. Like these are things I'm th- like, and is it worth trying to it. fight? Yeah. Starting after spring break. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's worth okay. it. It's, it's for your sanity. It's investing in the space that you're trying to create for yeah. your students. Right. And what you can do is during it, it's a research project. Right. Yeah. Take notes. Go. Take jot notes. down, yeah. jot down those anecdotal notes, <laughs> jot down what you're seeing, jot down how students are interacting, um, write down capturing things that you're hearing them talk about, um, mannerisms you're seeing them do, interactions they're having, celebrate what you see and go for it. Okay. Mm. Go for it. So anyway, that's what I've been thinking about. <laughs> well, well, oh, <laughs> twins. <laughs> I was thinking <clears throat> so many times we say, ugh, computers make me mad. Mm-hmm. The next day, ugh, computers still irritate me. me. At it. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, computers still make me mad. Yeah. And we don't create a solution. Um, I talk to teachers in the schools all the time, and the list of complaints is long because teachers' work is hard and they're asked to do really challenging things. Mm -hmm. What I appreciate about what you're doing is you thought, this frustrates me. This is a source of contention and I'm going to fix it. Yeah. And so I'll print something out and we'll see where it goes. And so that initiative of solving the problem is very um, important and it's also showing that agency that you have for your room. So, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I struggle with them too, seeing, um, I don't know, like seeing all of the capabilities that a computer is supposed to give them. Do you know what I'm saying? Of like, they should be able to have access to all sorts of different things. Like their projects should be like this much better because they can use their Chromebooks and stuff. Am I making any sense? Yes. Right. Like technology is like exploding by what you're talking about. Yes. Like they should have a limitless. Right capability and honestly like if the, if i'm assigning something and they have their chromebooks accessible to them 
I should be getting the most absurd, amazing, masterful works of art. Because it's faster. It's yes. more yeah. effective. It's easier. They have greater access. Yeah. Yes. They have more tools. Yes. But the I would argue the opposite is happening. A hundred percent. Not and, argue, but I would like I would put forth. Oh yeah. Well, and I think it's even in the ways that the students talk about things, like the problem solving, right? That they'll be like, How do I do that? And I'm like, Did you look it up? And they're like, No. I'm like did you read that paper? So did you did, did you, you read that document? So I gave you access have to become the paper yep. and the turn it in slot. Yep. That used right. to be in the classroom. Yep. This is the folder where you turn it in. Yep. This is the paper on which you write. Yep. Right. They haven't become a platform for incredible, richer, problem solving thinking, critical ideas. No, and, and here's the thing, because the the technological mindset, it's worse products too that they're turning in. Cause it's like just get through the thing, just get through the thing. TikTok, TikTok, yes. TikTok brain. Yeah. And so do they think they think they see it as less real because it's happening on the screen and they're clicking submit and it just I don't occurred. know. I'd be so interested to see like how our brains because we were all talking about this, like not on the podcast, but we were even saying in our own experiences of like times that we took notes in classes that we remember. And then times that I have been looking at a Google document for what I'm planning for the next quarter and being like, oh, okay, I'm gonna make this document about this like assignment that I want to create. And, and I'm like, I've made this before. Right. While you're, but I don't remember go, yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's and you insane. Find it. yeah. yeah. You find a whole thing that you've right. already done and thought through and created. And yeah. And I go back to it and I'm like, Oh, this was good. This is great. <laughs> yeah. That literally a coworker <laughs> sent me a resource that I made two years ago. <laughs> yeah. And right. I'm like, this is great. And she was like, you made it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what I'm saying, yeah, like we've, I do that from quarter to quarter, whereas like I still have all of my notebooks from college. I could tell you without looking in them based on the color of the yes. notebook, what yep. class it was for. Yes. Have, like, yes. For composition notebooks, mm -hmm. available translations. Yes. I don't know what to do with them, but I have them. Yeah, you yes. do. I'm proud of them. Yes. So anyways, yeah, I'm not, I don't really know what to do either because I'm like, they're this wonderful resource for them that like would be, you know, there's, there's that fine line of recognizing like they are so technologically like that's their whole life. They've grown up with phones that's integrated into who they are. They all have like music constantly, like videos, constantly, all of that. Like Instagram was coming out in high school for, for me. Like that just wasn't, yeah. we were just learning how to navigate it for them. It's their life. But th there's a really appealing side of just saying, I don't, I'm going to print out rubrics. I'm going to print out everything that you need because you're not using the resource. Right. Well, yeah. And so you've been given this like entirely different capacity and you're not, you, you're not even a centimeter deep into the, the resource that you've been giving. Mm -hmm. Well, that brings up a really <clears throat> rich concept that we have when we think about arts and arts integration, yeah. Yeah. this concept of constraints. Yeah. That the more constraints I have, yeah. the actual more creative I'm forced right? to become. Yeah. Right. Right. I, if I'm given all the colors in the rainbow or if I'm just given black and white mm. and I have to shade and add Ooh. dimensions, right? Yeah. Those constraints are, um, amazing places and possibilities yeah. for us to do more. And I think so often we think in learning, and I do this, pile it on, more stuff, more stuff, more stuff. 
but what if we thought about how to work very intentionally with little and with our hands and with our, Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah, this is a, and this is, as you mentioned in my class, there weren't computers that that is a, it's in my syllabus and it is disorienting for students. And I have to Mm -hmm. kind of help them navigate through that. Um, But my goal is to try to, bring physicality back right. to their learning. I mean, it's an actual, it's not blatantly stated, but like that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um, and some students respond well and some, they struggle. Mm-hmm. And so my question is, am I supporting them? To what extent? Yeah. Um, well, but, and it, oh. it's okay. They'll recall what they've made right. readily. So much more. Then yeah. I got the other day, I was talking about some things that happened on the discussion board and it just wasn't, Nothing. Right. But then I referred to their project. They make these multimodal products, right? I talked specifically about that and it's yes. And they remember who did it mm-hmm. and what they talked about. Mm-hmm. And they're just, there is something to that. Oh, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. When I, I, like COVID has made this a oh, really interesting, my. challenging thing to me yeah. where we're kind of the, I feel like in my school, the expectation is like, even if your stuff isn't online, well, you're, all your resources and materials need to be accessible digitally to your students in case we go home next week, in case we have a snow day and it's yeah. an AMI day in case you like. Right. So then and my first year teaching was the second half of the semester was all virtual. Sure. And then the next year after that was like, okay, we're back in person, but like, does COVID spread on paper? We don't really know yet. Like, right. yeah. So like we can't have papers. We can't have like, let's not share markers. Right? Like how do we get us, how do we get back off of? Right. And now right. I'm in the space of like, we don't have to be on the computer all the time, No, right. but then how but do I still to, support this? Yeah. You know, like, but we gotta be ready to at any moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So absolutely. And I think this lends to some conversations that we have in the field of, um, like what, how the tools that we use, the material materials we use affect teaching and learning, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, computers, when they first came into the classroom, were supposed to be the great equalizer, mm. right? They were supposed to be the, like the final, the, the apex of now all students will be able to access learning. Mm. But what we have found is the exact opposite. It right. has merely increased the divide. Yeah. And that it has caused a lot of challenges and it didn't, it aggravated. Right. Um, the disparities. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I read a book a couple of summers ago that a friend recommended to me called the shallows. And it's about like how technology is affecting our brains. Sure. And the person who was writing it started talking about how he recognized in himself that he was a writer and a reader and all sorts of things that he would be reading longer passages. And all of a sudden he was recognizing I couldn't focus. Yes. I was, I was like zoning out. He's like, I used to have this like incredible endurance and like it was there. Like I didn't know nobody had to be like, okay, take a break from reading. And here I am two minutes into reading something like, Uh, right. Like just feeling himself drifting. So anyways, he was like, Basically, his whole novel is just asserting that everything that we're trying to do with technology is saying like, hey, it's deepening your knowledge. It's deepening your knowledge. It's deepening your knowledge. And he's he never says it explicitly, but he it's just like very evident in his argument that it's like it's just making us shallow, mm-hmm. it's just making us really shallow. Oh, yeah. Yes. 
So yes. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. I was looking for a poem. Yeah, I couldn't I find knew it. You were, I knew you I were. I can't think of what it is called. It's like a like a beatnik poetry. Yeah, come on about and it's like something about like machines and like like something about like hailing yeah. the machine gods or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and sort of like questioning in the sixties like this fascination with like technology and machines yeah. are going to yes. make our lives better. But yeah. then like, we're actually becoming like, um, almost like subservient to them. It's yeah, kind of true. this idea. Very this Ray poem. Bradbury. Oh yeah. I was going to say Ray Bradbury would be like, yeah, Amelia yeah, yes. was, I'll, I'll add this. Amelia was talking about reading Martian Chronicles and how, um, they're in it. The astronauts, I mean, I'm gathering from her. I taught Fahrenheit 451, so I knew I know Bradbury esque, but I've sure. read this one. And they go to Mars, and one of the characters builds these robots that stand in, that that are just like his family, his mm-hmm. wife and children. And he teaches the robots to do all the things that his family did on Earth. Mm-hmm. And they they beat the rugs, they they stoke the fire, they sit out with coffee and look outside. They they do these acts together, yeah. and he does them with them. Yeah, and they stand in the place of his family. The man dies, and they bury him on Mars. Then they leave Mars. These robot, this robot family though, continues to do the mm-hmm. things, yeah, over and over. But they don't know why. Yeah, because he wasn't there to be the reason why. Right. But imagine right now on Mars, there's still robots yeah. drinking coffee, beating a rug, right. stoking a fire, but they don't know why. Ray Bradbury has a way of like Dead. chilling. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. all chilling is yeah. like, and it's always it's eerie and it's yeah. difficult, but it's this concept of this mechanization right. Mm-hmm, right. of our daily life. Right. That's that then becomes its own existence on itself. Right. Not for what it was created right. to be. And these computers are taking on the mm. life of life of their own, existing for themselves, mm. making a need for themselves. Right. And we, I think we need to be asking, is it, are we serving the tool or is the tool serving us? Right. Right. Well, and it's also, you know, English teachers, we should probably have this broader category for thinking of like the humanity mm-hmm. um, and like man's natural inclinations. It's like, it doesn't matter what you give us. We're going to be lazy and we're going to be selfish. <laughs> <laughs> change the mechanism. Yeah. We're going to be lazy. We're going to be selfish. Are the history of the world? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fire will fix it. Right. C- cities and wells will fix it. Yeah. Roads will fix it. Cars will fix it. Planes will fix it. Right. Space Industrial will revolution. fix it. Space will fix it. Yeah. And time and time again, it's just like, we just figure out Amazon a way. Amazon will fix it. <laughs> Amazon. <No. laughs> Whereas we need to look at those things and be like, how are we going to mess that up? Yeah. <laughs> Cause we will. Yeah. Yeah. What are those? What's that potential? Yeah. So I think. Anyway, sorry that we got a little. I low. know. Well, listen, listen. I'm going to turn this. Okay. Follow me. So when we're teaching and we're yeah. working with young people, we're in that space of community development of the humanities, right? Mm-hmm. Of the pursuit of good, and we have to not have to. We have the opportunity to see our classrooms as places where we are, um, helping our students become advocates to continue to undo the things that are hap- that are that are being done. Mm-hmm. And that is that's the history of of education that speaks to humankind, right? Mm-hmm. In our spaces and our learning spaces. I cannot control what happens across the hall. 
I cannot control what happens across the world. Right. What I can do is advocate in this space in this time with these people. Yeah. Um, movements towards health and wholeness and movements towards relationship and connection mm. and um, continue to push back against that in, in this time, in this space and feel a sense of agency. Yeah. Not always victory. Yeah. Those are different. Um, <clears throat> but realizing that the decisions that we make in our classroom do have long-term consequences. Yeah. 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 And, they, and they are, and being, I mean, I I would be, it would be interesting, Rachel, if you blatantly said, I intentionally took us off the Chromebooks. I want to see you talk. I want to see us together. Yeah. Well, that's what, like, just like, you're just going to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Usually things like that, like I was, as you were talking, I was actually thinking like, I, I probably am going to be pretty like blatantly honest with my students. Like, yeah. Hey, this is something I'm noticing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is like why it's been driving me crazy. Here's what we're going to do instead. And here's why. And just really lay it out for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So I think it's great. I think it is too. I, and I, I'm trying to like in my head figure out, you know, what the, like, I don't have the capacity to absolutely change everything that I do. Sure. Right. But the like, get your book out at the beginning of class right. and don't get your Chromebook out at the beginning of class. Yeah. It's you can do classroom. that. Yeah. Do it print out the poetry or print out the book club packets. Yeah. The, those are things that feel very doable to me. Yes. Right. And, and will at least like move us in that direction. Yes. And it changes your acre. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. a good way. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really important, Rachel, to, to be thinking about those, uh, like, okay, what I can do tomorrow. Right. Tomorrow I can print tomorrow. Yeah. I can yeah. do the book. And, um, and I'm not just going to think about it. I'm going to do something about it. Yeah. That's what we're all about. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What can you do tomorrow? Right. So yeah, as you're thinking about your classroom, um, we want to encourage you to think about the Chromebook mm-hmm. or the laptop, the devices, the tools and how, um, they're serving the students, how they're serving learning. And then also how they're helping you thrive as an educator mm-hmm. and as a leader in the yeah. classroom and make small adjustments. Yes. To move right. it to a, to a, a better, more um, thoughtful and fruitful place and generative place right? Mm-hmm. for you and your students learning. But thank you so much for listening. Um, we appreciate it. And we hope that uh, you will take a moment and let yourself think about your thinking about and do something about it. Thanks for listening. Thanks y'all. Thanks for joining us on the Teachers Changing Teaching Podcast. Hey guys, guess what? We have a new website. It's teacherschangingteaching.com. Go visit it. We're building something pretty cool. We hope you love it. Teacherschangingteaching.com. We'll see you over there.